Welcome, horror fam, to Ichi Chen 365, a Halloween Horror Nights podcast. My name is Mike, and as always, I'm with my co-host Duff. How's it going, Duff? Hey, guys. Not bad. How are you? Good, good. And uh, we also have Nico, our producer on the line. How's it going, Nico? It's going as well as it can. How about you? Good, good, good. Um, and then we also have a guest on this show, um, a voice you may have be familiar with if you listen to the show. We've had him on a couple of times. We always uh, said that we would have him back when we started talking about some of the older years. And this show, we are going to do that. And um, that's Eric. Welcome, Eric. Welcome back. Hey, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me again. Of course. Thanks for coming back on. And then also, guys, you can follow him at EDS. 280 on Instagram. All right. Before we get into the show, Duff, we have a little bit of housekeeping. I know you want to go over to the tournament we're doing. Yeah. So um, as you probably know, we have the Copa del Quarantine going on. That's basically trying to find the best house uh, from HHN 15 through HHN 29. And uh, we're by the time you hear this, we're going to be finishing up the group stages and uh, moving in to the single elimination bracket. Um, so uh, we're getting good participation. And um, hopefully that just keeps going up as it gets more uh, interesting battles coming. Yeah, the battles are going to be really fun here. Um, a lot of them are kind of for these this these rounds have been kind of shoe ins. Um, not a lot of battling. I think we're going to the later years really... have been closer, though. The later have years they? have definitely been a little closer. Yeah, the yeah. ones we have going right now. Um, yeah, there's some tight ones. Nice, nice. Yeah, these battles are going to be awesome coming up. That's going to be fun to see um, news. Let's uh, hop right into the news. Uh, there is kind of a lot of news. It's all kind of solemn uh, quarantine related. So apologize in advance, but it is important to go over it. Um, a new survey was released to the guests um, of like what annual pass holders, mostly who, who got this survey. Uh, usually annual pass holders. Yeah, I, I didn't get this APs, one, yeah. but it's usually APs that get stuff like this or frequent mm-hmm. uh, guests too. I also didn't get it either. But yeah, I believe I it was APs. Yeah, so it went out to APs, and it was basically them floating ideas out to guests of what would um, be like the most comfortable or things they would be comfortable with when the parks did open to combat COVID-19. Some of the things that were on there um, are kind of things that we've talked about on our COVID show. So that's uh, interesting to see that they are um, definitely – doing things that we 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 talked about uh, some of them are also pretty crazy um should we just hop into the list of things that they yeah, uh, put on there run right through yeah. it why not sure so they were uh one of the options were requiring all guests to wear face masks while in the park um touch-free payments which i think we'll probably will see that's not too crazy um limiting attendance to 50 percent park capacity uh, that's not ever going to happen um, implementing six foot social distancing practice in queues and restaurants, uh, suspending parade and nighttime shows, virtual queue systems for all, all, most or all attractions, requiring universal employees to have their temperature taking before they go to work, um, removing all 3D, 3D glasses, seating guests either every row or every other seat in rising shows. And then the, another really crazy one is requiring all guests or uh, employees to pass a rapid test of coronavirus that would produce within 15 minutes before um, reporting to work or entering the park. Now, we want to remember that this is a survey and Universal is like <clears throat> testing the waters. That doesn't mean they're going to implement all or even any of these. Yeah. Um, yeah. They, they always throw some crazy options into all their surveys. And they're measuring. Things they're probably not even really considering fully, but they want to see what guest reactions to be and how far exactly. we can right. push this stuff with guests until they're just not comfortable with coming. 
Right. Right. Um, what would make them comfortable enough? Right. I think the 3D glasses and uh, the requiring universal employees to have the temperature taken, I think both of those are definitely going to be a given. Yeah, we've seen that oh, yeah. Universal yeah. isn't afraid to take away the 3D element of their attraction with Despicable Me. Um, they did that on, on in the Orlando one, so it matches the the Hollywood attraction. Um, so mm-hmm. I, I don't think they would be afraid to take it away. It would definitely make some of their rides pretty boring, in my opinion. But um, yeah, I'm sure it will happen. Uh, it could have proven Gringotts, but it would think about like Jimmy Fallon. What would the the, the that ride be without 3D? Oh, yeah, or true, uh, yeah. I mean, even Transformers, Spider Man, that would be really rough on them. Yeah. So, Mike, you you kind of said there you're like limiting attendance to 50 percent of park capacity. Why do you think that you you kind of scoffed at that? Why do you think they wouldn't implement something like that? Money, 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 money. One hundred percent money. For that. Yeah, but okay. when the alternative is not opening at all, I mean, yeah, yeah, that's the thing. So it's say, like, I think in the beginning it's going to be like that. To be honest, I think they're going to reduce. How do the they attendance. So, so how do so they just basically like they do phase closure, um, similar like the way Disney does. So like, like how do they reduce attendance? to 50 percent of the park well yeah i mean they'd have to do kind of phase closures but i think also early on they're going to be in luck i don't know if luck's the right word but tourism is not going to be uh skyrocketing as soon as we can start going to the parks like i think the attendance is going to be low whether they cap it or not and we'll really see if ap's like if every single one of their ap's show up for that i mean they're they're going to be carried by ap's for a while yeah, so, yeah, probably yeah. for the rest of the year, at least, to be honest. Mm-hmm. So they I mean, might... All these, go ahead. I can see them putting that out there to gain favor. They'll be like, oh, yeah, we've we've capped it to 75%, but park capacity is so high that I don't think it will ever reach that. You know what no. I mean? Like, I, they've never probably, on most days in May, like, or June, or like, they probably don't even get to 50% capacity or 75% yeah, they have capacity. a massive park capacity but also mm-hmm. like 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 you said the way would never reach it anyways even if they lowered it um simply be well what i was saying before because i mean there's not gonna be enough people traveling here for that and there's yeah. still gonna be locals who don't feel comfortable going um, yeah i think they're gonna be slow for a while also i think yeah. we're we have reached the end of please fill in all available space right yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. We're never well, going to get At least for again. the, I don't know. I wouldn't <laughs> say no. I would not say no. <laughs> I think by next year, depending on like a, I'm not, I don't want to jinx this, but like a potential second wave, I think by next year we'll be hearing fill in all available space again. Especially due to the overzealous coordinators at uh, the Haunted Mansion. No, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that's probably where I hear it most, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, um, that's basically the the news. Is there anything else we want to talk about? Uh, COVID nineteen. Well, I do want to before like we that. move on from that. I do want to talk about what everyone else is talking about in the HHN community. Is how could these potentially affect HHN? Um, and I mm-hmm. think it could be very negative because uh, a lot of these go against what HHN is. And I think right. if you tie like a few of these or several of these together, that like you can't have it. Yeah, which is why I don't think those things are going to be implemented. Yeah, I don't think. But also, this is when they open back up, which honestly, they're probably going to get. They're going to try to make this happen by July at the latest, right? 
Right. I do um, think so. By that... the time you get to like Horror Nights, we're already several months on. And I think they're going to start to get a little more lax on some of those, assuming there's not like a second massive outbreak. Right. Oh, go ahead, Nika. I'm just saying, but we have to keep these measures in place until June. Uh, I, oh, no, I, just I, I, I'm not arguing that at all. No, 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 but no I'm also I, no. I'm speaking to what a corporation would do, not what should be okay. done. All right. Yeah, I right. see what you're saying. This isn't what I believe should happen. It's kind of what I think will happen. You know, <laughs> yeah. makes sense. I do. If it was me, that... I'd say the parks probably shouldn't open till like August. Oh, yeah. At least to be safe. Um, but I guess, you know, that we'll see how things go. I do think that um, when it comes to Halloween Horror Nights, I do think that pulsing will somehow be implemented into the houses. Mm-hmm. I, I think that this is probably the death of the Congo line, at least for HHN 30. Um, yeah. Well, because, I, mean, I think it's I, the it, death of them forcing the Congo line, but I think even when they pulse, it'll turn into Congo lines. Because yeah. even when they've oh, tried pulsing in the past, it becomes a Congo line three rooms in. True. Mm-hmm. True. It's, I mean, any unless you are a smaller capacity place that can like pulse and hold like a lot of time between groups, you're gonna you're gonna get a cognitive line. That's just do how you, it works. Do you start seeing cast members almost do the opposite of what they've been doing, where they kind of hold guests and be like, just wait right yeah. here for a second inside? I've heard the that house. mentioned a lot. Um, that that would help. To, maybe. But people already don't to listen to them, so yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, well, it'll be interesting to see. Um, I think we're all on the board that, uh, at least right now, that Halloween Horror Nights is not necessarily in danger. Uh, what do you guys think? Or has that changed? Well, I'd, I'd say it's of happening. danger. I still lean towards, at this moment, it will happen. But, it, I mean, everything's in danger at the moment. Right, right. There's been talks coming out of California mm-hmm. that they won't hold events of more than, like, 50 people up mm-hmm. through the entire year. So, yeah. I mean... There, there is also talk so that it, it, parks it, might necessarily not be included in that. I don't know how that works, but whatever. I don't either, but who knows? <laughs> well, because in the theme um, park, yeah, no, you I spread mean, people out. So at a concert, you got 40,000 people all in a small area. But at a theme park, you have 40,000 people that are spread out throughout multiple And you can take further there. measures at the theme park to True. spread exactly. them out further. And you can, right. Yeah. yeah. And like, especially yeah. the Orlando parks are set up to handle crowd control and to put guests in certain areas before they can go into other areas. So Right. Well, it's interesting to see what will happen. Um, any rumors, Duff, moving on? Um, no, no, nothing really on the rumor mill. Uh, I did want to bring up the... Uh, backstage photo that's kind of popped up um and we had a couple people uh tag us in it we had a few people ask us about it um and well we'll talk about it of course uh we're not going to be the outlet that's going to post backstage photos or anything like that um so don't expect that from us yeah Um, also there's there's uh, it's not a blatant lie but this photo is actually older than it's made out to be uh that that happened quite a while ago um, and there's, there's a lot more stories about things that have happened backstage um, that have floated around for quite a bit that people are starting to put out now as like new news and like their news. And it's not really. Um, so uh, be careful about some of the things you hear and where you hear them from. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Also, um, 
unfortunately there are not going to be any voicemails on this show we did have a problem like a technical difficulty with the voicemail that has all been figured out so uh definitely keep those voicemails coming um and you can also i actually been able to set it for do not disturb so you can send those voicemails anytime you want four in the morning three in the morning it will go directly to the voicemail mailbox so feel free um to send those whenever you like all right, let's hop right into the the show. We decided to, for this show, we wanted to kind of, we didn't really get to, um, for our last show, we really talk about scare zones too much um, on our crazy list. Uh, we did to talk about one scare, scare zone, um, I, but I know there was a ton of other scare zones we really wanted to add to the list, and we just didn't really end up getting them on there. So we wanted to, this year, just focus on the top 10 um, weirdest or craziest goofiest scare zones um from hhn history oh boy yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> and <laughs> there's some good ones on there for sure um nico you we brought eric on for this episode because uh he's been going for a long time so we thought he'd be perfect fit yeah yeah uh remind us what was your first year eric it's between either hhn5 or hhn6 so yeah, you basically almost everything you've been for the yeah. the scare zone era. You've been basically every single. Yes, one. I have. Awesome. All right, let's get into the list um, again. Like last week, in really no particular order, top uh, top ten, but there's no order. And then let's uh, hop right into honorable mentions because I know we have a few. Uh, All right, perfect. Yeah, I, I think we should probably actually start with the one that we spoke about last week. We obviously aren't going to include it in this list um, as it made another list. That was very similar, but Booville, um, yeah. at Islands of Adventure in Seuss Landing, <laughs> there were no scare actors. It was foggy and the Grinch scared a bunch of who's that's the summer. Yeah. <laughs> very weird scare zone that it was included on the park map. All right. Um, also, I wanted to include, um, Dark Reflections from HHN uh, 18. This was an unofficial scare zone, but if you did like through the website and played the game, you found out about this scare zone. Um, it was right at the front entrance, and it was basically just like a, like a bunch of Bloody Mary masked people, uh, and they were just in like basically like a silver jumpsuit uh, and a weird silver mask, and it was really weird. Yeah, their their mask was like a mirror. <laughs> it was yeah. strange very strange that's strange yeah how about you take the next one sure so i think uh let's tie it back to last week a little bit again uh our crazy list included the house um project evolution which was the jurassic park house it also had a scare zone tied into that um this was called jp extinction we're going back to hhn 22 here um so basically same story you have the human dinosaur hybrids and they were walking around and Eric, I know you have some memories of this experience, right? I do. It was actually a kind of scary scare zone because, of course, it took place in the Jurassic Park area of Islands of Adventure. So mm-hmm. the scare actors were literally hiding in the bushes and they would just pop out. And it was interesting to see like feet with like a rep, uh, raptor face mm-hmm. or some human with like raptor legs. So those parts were interesting, but it was kind of scary walking at night during that area and people just popping out of the bushes. Yeah, I'd heard good things about it, um, which is good to hear because I like when these crazy concepts don't suck. Um, But unfortunately, a lot of times they do. Sounds like this one was a hit, luckily. 
Yeah. I know we don't want I know we don't want to go year by year and talking about all the years, but we need to do a show about HHN twelve. We just oh, yeah. <laughs> I think we're gonna have multiple shows about it. <laughs> we just have 12. to do it. Yeah, we're gonna have an HHN twelve. Uh, we're gonna have the Eternal Rest Package episode. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> That's coming. Yes, for sure. We'll make all it right. happen. Yeah. So the next one I have on the honorable mention list is from HHN21. Uh, this year is an amazing year. It was my second year. Is I think it's the year that made me fall in love with HHN, honestly. But the scare zones were kind of whack. And one of them, <laughs> one of them was I, actually there is one really, really, really good scare zone. Um, but the well, two really good scare zones, but the others were kind of whack. Yeah, uh, I'd say and, one, but carry on. Well, I think seven. Seven is. Good. I'm a big seven fan. It's seven probably is my good. favorite ever. And then um, the the acid assault one was was good. Yeah, acid assault. I good. I, those I were about really good, but it was good. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Anyway, the, the, not about either of those. Um, Canyon of Dark Souls was a scare zone in like the World Expo area, and basically, if you guys remember, guys, it had like these just big black scaffolding that they had on two sides. It kind of made you walk it like you're walking down like this canyon, um, but it didn't really feel like a canyon at all. It was just felt like just you were just kind of like in a claustrophobic space, uh, and then um, they really had to, in order to make it scary they really had to pump a lot of fog into it and they didn't really start doing that till the end uh where you would actually be kind of scary and then at some point you really couldn't see where you're walking at all because there was so much fog in that area um it was a pretty weird scare zone yeah it's not uncommon to like be able to judge how bad a scare zone is by how much fog they have to pump into it <laughs> in an attempt to make it scary <laughs> yeah. this was one of True. them yeah and i know that there was like there was like rumors that they were actually supposed to have like people like swinging back and forth between the scaffolding because the like structurally it looked like that it was built for that, but that never happened. They never Can had imagine, like, yeah, people, yeah, swinging back. That that probably would have made it cooler. Yeah, I don't know if it would have been good at that point, but it would have had some like you know kind of strange aspect outside yeah. of just being weird and bad. <laughs> yeah. And you then be the first year that they had people swinging over your head. It did that one year, remember? But doing it in that area, ugh, yeah, not a good, mm-hmm. not a good spot. Yeah. And then the last one we have on here, uh, Eric, you wanted to talk about this one. Yeah, it's um, from HHN twenty four, and that's going to be Masquerade on Stitch. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Is what a horrible, horrible concept of a scare zone. I mean, in the beginning, what you read it sounded <laughs> cool. Like the face is supposed to pull out from each other between scare actors. However, uh-huh. that didn't happen. And it just looked a mess. Yeah. It, like, it a, didn't make sense. It was a terrible scare zone. I am fully with you. Yeah. Yeah. Plaza of the Stars has had some stinkers. This one is top of the list for sure. For... Oh, for sure. <laughs> Yeah. Oh yeah, it's up the there. name. It's... It sounds like a Simpsons joke, masquerade <laughs> unstitched. Like it's, it's it's so bad that you think it's parody. It's... Yeah, it, it wasn't. <laughs> Nico's uh, already enjoying it. We're just in the honorable mentions. Yeah. I can't oh, wait oh, to get into this. Oh, oh boy! <laughs> All right, well, let's get into the main list. Um, guess where we're going, guys? 
<laughs> we're we're gonna hop right in back into HHN 12 yeah. Island, 2002 Islands of Fear um, there's also an, another really so this is the Blueville year that's the scare zone we wanted to talk about um, in our last show um, there was other really weird scare zone that year and these got um, the actual characters were actually really popular and have come back um, uh, like probably what four or five times but uh, the, yeah, it's been a few more times at least. Mm-hmm. But the actual scare zone was weird as hell, and that was tricks and foons. <laughs> Nico, Nico, you actually know about this one because from the special, right? Yes, that's the only the one. Art of the scare, the yeah. <laughs> what made this scare zone so weird, Nico? Um, that it was a foam party. <laughs> so if you've ever been to Toon Lagoon, you see that uh, there's a lot of water features in there. So these guys were like, well, what if we just added, like, soap to these water features? <laughs> and that's how the how uh, it was made. Oh, oh, my God. It, yeah. It feels like a fever dream when you watch, like, the when it gets to that part of the special. Like, th- this is the one of the weirdest parts of it, is this one. <laughs> they, I've seen pictures that they had so much foam in there, they literally had to, like, make a sign that, like, directed people to go around. Like, there's an alternate route. If you don't yeah. want to ruin your clothes, <laughs> you have to go around this way um, to not get in the foam. I remember it was so bad, the foam, that I remember doing RAP tour back in those days. And tour guides were told not to walk through that area with their tours. <laughs> That's how much foam there was. Uh, listen, guys, this scare zone's so bad. Try to avoid it on the tour, okay? <laughs> we don't want to get any complaints about, like, we don't want to have to comp anyone's shoes or anything. So <laughs> I remember that. That's crazy. Oh, my Mike, God. Please tell us a few more details about it. Because that's not the only thing that's weird about this zone either. Um, sure. So there's <laughs> um, guests would play or the, the scare zone uh, characters would play pranks on guests with certain props like whoopee cushions and water spitting flowers. Um, <laughs> I've always kind of felt that tricks and foons were kind of supposed to be like Tweedledum, Tweedledee ish. Right. Is that kind of what they were going I for? Mean, I don't know if that's full. Is that what they were definitely going for? I thought yeah, it was like a Spy Kids aesthetic. Okay. <laughs> that's what I. That's what I, I always got like a Spy Kids vibe. From One them. of the friends. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm thinking. Of. <laughs> oh man, the Spy Kids scare zone. That would be fantastic. <laughs> was Spy Kids even Universal? Maybe. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure if you give Troublemaker Studios enough money, they'll let no. you do anything with their IP. <laughs> I mean, we've had a Robert Rodriguez uh, property at at H H N before, so. Oh, jeez. True. All right. So, uh, moving on, uh, Duff, you're really passionate about this one. Yeah. 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 So, this um, I didn't get to experience it, but from what I've seen and read, it might be the worst scare zone in history. Um, I'll let Eric talk about that part later because he actually experienced it. Um, but let's start with the description. The fog rises and the bubbles fall as oh, you try no. to make your way through this island of illusion. You are blinded by the sudden flashes of the strobe lights, and all you can see above you is a nauseating wave of water. Watch your every move. The ink blots are in the shadows <laughs> waiting for you. 
And this is, of course, from the Scare Zone from HHN 13, Hide and Shriek. That's Shriek with three E's, by the way. Yeah, you have to say it that way. You have to go, Shriek! Um, But yeah, so if if you caught the uh, very interesting two words I mentioned in there, uh, the main scare actors were ink blots. So you're in Toon Lagoon. um, So that's where they got the ink blot idea from. Um, And these are simply just scare actors in black and white, like body suits. They're walking around with rolling tarps that they're supposed to blend in with that they don't blend in with at all. (laughs) So you clearly see these scare actors. Um, And basically they're supposed to be like ink blots coming off the pages of like the Toon Lagoon area uh, to scare you. Um, Outside of that, all you had was some fog and strobe lights. (laughs) That was the entire scare zone. And what do you mean by tarps? You, you mean like almost like it was like a almost like a moving chalkboard from like the school in the 90s where it was like a just ba- basically a big white or black wall that the yeah, exactly. character would like move around almost like a chalkboard mm-hmm. around. Yeah, it was meant to look like kind of like ink blots, like it was like yeah. white with like black ink blots on it. And a this character would be wearing matching bodysuits with those. And they just walk around behind those and then pop out and scare people. Eric, do you actually like remember your experience in the scare zone? No, it's so bad that I do not remember it at <laughs> all. I'm really understand like I remember stuff like that, but I probably just walked through that scare zone, like what am I in? Because it didn't make sense. All right, we're going to move on to the next one on the list, and that would be uh, we're going to um, HHN 14. Uh, 14 was a unique year because it was actually the only year that the event was held in both Islands Adventure and Universal Studios Florida. So it actually was held in both. And in order to get guests back and forth, they actually designed two scare zones and we might be talking about the other one soon hint hint um but the one we're going to talk about uh first is the they designed a scare zone basically in like the new york new york backlot area and this was called fright yard it was basically the theme i have to like guess that they really wanted like to do like a warriors themed one or like apocalyptic warriors theme so they had like two rival gangs that were battling each other um and it was weird for one it was the only time that we've ever had a scare zone in the new york bat lot and two it was weird because it was the first time that the universal kind of acknowledged hhn super fans in a way that they actually graffitied uh, like um social media usernames inside of the scare zone and they were like all over um, Eric, do you remember the scare zone? I actually remember the scare zone, and it's true. It was more like um, post-apocalyptic, like a battle between things. I did not know that they added um, fans' name or usernames. But I also remember it was part, it goes with the theme of the house that was right there, which was Hellgate. Oh, so okay. It, was, it blended in with that house. So it was because you kind of were waiting in line with the scare zone. Oh, okay. So you were actually in the line and the scare zone was like all around you? Yeah. That's it weird. Was that vibe. Yeah, it was weird, but it was something they needed to do like you were going between the two parks. Yeah, apparently mm. they build like these giant destroyed fake buildings um, and there were just like, like, dist- like buses and a lot of just like... Um, 
kind of city, random city shit um, that was all just like graffitied all over through it. Hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, Duff, do you have any, remember anything about this? I, it's a year you did not attend. Yeah, that was two years before my time. Gotcha. All right. Uh, moving on. Do you want to cover the next one, uh, Duff? Actually, I think Eric wants to take this next one. Cool. Yeah. So this happened in HHN 15. It was kind of a unique one because it only happened during peak nights. It was called Rat Run. So the description says it was a rat run with an outdoor chain link maze during Halloween Horror Nights, Tales of Terror. The maze originated from previous years where the structure was constructed as a labyrinth corn maze. <laughs> so, yeah. Basically, what the chain link says, it was a maze to entertain the heavy crowds during peak nights. It was similar to um, Run from ICU, which would be HHN 11. Mm-hmm. And it was basically a maze. And then on top, Jack was the host. And then they will have the other icons, like the director, caretaker, and storyteller, just like talking nonsense. Yeah, it was weird. Um, they, they basically talked shit about the guests walking through the maze, right? Yeah, basically. So the structure was actually going to be used in the previous year, and that was uh, the year of like all those crazy hurricanes. And they were um, going to use it in the field of scream scare zone, Um, but they um, didn't use it. So they still had this giant chain link structure that they wanted to use. So I guess apparently they kind of just threw it in. Um, but the weird part is that um, they only opened Universal Studios Florida that year, just on peak year ride nights, so they could people could just like ride rides. There wasn't any really any houses in there. So the in the boneyard area, they put this maze. Um, and yeah, there was like guest activated buttons uh, where people could like <laughs> scare, like guests could scare other guests while they're going through this maze. Um, it was very weird. Not something you would ever see in a modern year of yeah. HHN. Well, I sure hope not, at least. Yeah. yeah. I believe we've talked about this in one of the early history segments. I believe that it was one yeah, of them. We, I don't think we went into too much detail, but we definitely brought it up. Yeah. I, I mm-hmm. kind of talked about both the destroyed corn maze and like um, that year of like Hurricane Charlie and then what led into the rat run being used. I was most fo- mostly focused on that, not necessarily what rat rain was um but yeah mm. all, all right. right so uh let's get into yeah. the next one then yeah yeah sure uh right. you want to um, take this window i'll pick it up uh and we're going to move up a little bit to hhn 19 um so this scare zone is interesting not because of the content of it but because it was a scare zone that was not really announced in any way and it was only used during the final weekend of the event this is of course shadows of the past um, so basically what this would do is foreshadow um, from HHN 19 to what will be happening in HHN 20, which of course is 20 years of fear. Um, so this is actually cool because this is the first time you'd ever see Cindy as a scare actor. Um, so that's something that's pretty awesome about it. Um, and basically just have all the um, icons out feature in the following year. Um, so again, wasn't that crazy. It was in Sting Alley. It was a bit claustrophobic. Um, but not a weird scare zone based on what it contained at all. Just the fact that it really wasn't announced and lasted a single weekend. They and then it was the- literally showing you the next year. 
Yeah, they should have just headed the whole year. Like they should have just been like. I, I, the weird part is that they just threw it in at the very end, and they're like, "Hey, like let's just do a teaser." Um, mm. it, that scare uh, Sting Alley has been used as a scare zone um, before, um, really well for the entire event. Like with like and since too. Yeah, yeah. So where I mean, is uh, Sting Alley? Like where I'm, I'm uh, trying to where, where you that know where Naser Myths is. Uh, yes. Um. Oh, okay. I, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah it's I like this little alley about. in New York that takes people kind of from like the lagoon area of New York up into like the main street of New York. Oh, that really small, the one that's always blocked off. Um, it's or not it's always the... blocked off. <laughs> it's blocked yeah. off sometimes. Yeah. Oh, okay. I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. It's like a really tiny. Yeah. yeah uh-huh. Oh God, that is tiny. They've, they've put scare zones in there before. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. They've done hunted houses there before. Yeah. Yeah, and, and Nazarmin's was a uh, <laughs> one of the main kind of spots for like the first what seven eight years of Halloween Horror Nights. They've built some really cool mazes in there. Oh, um, cool. Mm-hmm. Yep. Learn something new every podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, d- uh, Eric, did you experience Shadows of the Past? Did, did, probably not, if the, your trip didn't no. line up with the last week of the, the event. No. I normally would go around that time, like the beginning, because it was less crowded, so I never experienced it. Yeah. That's the weird part, is that, like, a lot of people, like, it was one of those, like, super fan things, like, if you didn't, if you didn't have a frequent fear or something, and you didn't know what was happening, you didn't really even know it was a thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's true. Yep. All right. Moving on. I'm going to take this one. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, this uh, uh, Duff said his uh, le- uh, like worst scare zone of all time was uh, hide and shriek. Mine is <laughs> this one. That would be from HHN 21. Uh, probably my favorite year ever. Also has my least favorite scare zone ever. That would be and I've talked about it on the show before. That would be night maze. Uh, this was a scare zone that in premise sounded like it would be really, really cool. The idea, the concept was basically going to be like you were in this maze that was like ever changing and it was alive and you were basically stuck in it because it was just like you couldn't find your way out because it was constantly changing. In reality, it was basically just like kind of black and foggy um with like black characters wearing like almost kind of like the heightened shriek kind of concept <laughs> where they they had these palettes that kind of had these black um i don't know tarps on them and they would just yeah. kind of move them around it was very very terrible <laughs> yes i did say hide and shriek is the worst one i've ever heard of night maze is the worst one i've ever experienced personally yeah. Was it, it really is. that bad? Oh my Nico. It's like the promotional video. The guy seems like really happy about Night Maze. Like there's Okay, like... don't don't watch a promotional video. Just go <laughs> watch know, like, an actual POV of it and tell me what you think about it. It's not good that I can see, but I mean it just you know, you can't blame them for trying. I'll be yeah, honest, I, get... I was really excited for this one. I'm like, oh, it's gonna be great. Um I'm I'm really excited to see what they pull off. Um, no, it was, it was, it was trash. It was, it was a horrible con. Yeah, it was horrible. Yeah. Walking through was horrible. (laughs) I just, oh no. I love how I I remember the chains opening up, like the, the walls, 
trying to distract you to go a different way. I'm like, it's kind of obvious which way we're going to go. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> like, yeah. The only thing about it, though, is there were some good scares in here just because it was very dark and um, they were wearing all black and uh, they are blending with the all black walls. So there could be some good scares that I, it was, that yeah, I some good startles. Yeah, for sure. Like the, if they had, I wouldn't say it was scary in any way, um, but there no. was definitely, they, they could startle people if you were drunk and not paying attention. Yeah, <laughs> you see, they relied on people being shit faced uh, and being very disoriented to get scared. Or sound- if you're just one of those guests who like jump scares, get you good. This this scare zone could get you. Yeah, right. That scare zone. That scare zone did that. Yeah, but it also it seems like a really lazy name. It sounds like the guy that I don't know. <laughs> call it Night Maze or something. <laughs> they just, just kept it on Night Maze. All right, moving on. Duff, do you want to take the next one? Yeah, sure. Uh, so the next one isn't going to be a single scare zone, but more of a concept of scare zone. And we're going to talk about the parkwide scare zones they've done. Um, so we've experienced this, I believe, three times. Uh, the first being Midway of the Bazaar uh, back at HHN 17, and then again in HHN 22 and HHN 23, two of the worst years ever. Any correlation? Yes. <laughs> no, because well, HHN 17 was pretty awesome, so no correlation in my mind. Um, no. Anyways, um, so we just kind of want to talk about this concept because it's weird. Like, it's not weird. I understand what you're going for. There's nowhere safe. They'll follow you into the bathroom. They won't. Doesn't happen. <laughs> um, but it just kind of it did the exact opposite of what it was supposed to do. Where there were scares everywhere is how that's promoted. It just turned out the scares were so far spread apart that like you would could go whole nights and barely encounter a scare actor in the streets. You know? Yeah. Really? And, uh, huh. Yeah. And that that all three of those years, it that was a issue. All three of them, uh, and they kept trying it. Uh, luckily they've stopped now um but then specifically hhn 23 um it was all the walking dead it was called the undead streets so <laughs> not only do you have a park wide scare zone it's literally just walking dead everywhere you go and like right. the different areas were supposed to be like different um areas of the show uh, right. so they had like the survivors camp and um the uh the woodlands the farm so um, mm-hmm. but so it just, was like I said, so just like how it was in seven years ago, The Walking Dead was everywhere? Correct. Yes, yeah. that's exactly how it was. <laughs> was it one yep. of the areas uh, Mercedes-Benz Stadium? <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe so, no. <laughs> However, that'd be fantastic. But yeah, no. Um, basically, so this concept was just not terrible, but it was executed so poorly. Um that you just didn't get scares in the streets as much. And it was, uh, it was sad. Um, the thing yeah. is for HHN 17 and HHN 22, they kind of split up the areas more like HHN 17, uh, different areas actually had completely different themes. Um, in HHN 22, they had the different legions set up in different areas. HHN 23 was just the fucking walking dead everywhere you went. Yeah. yeah wow. Ooh, good. I didn't go that way. I'm surprised this concept didn't work these years because before we had scare zones, there were just scare actors all over the police. Like there was mm-hmm. really no safe zone unless you were in the kids area. Yeah, and smaller yeah, so regional parks still do this. I mean, there are some of like the larger regional parks will have 
you know, dedicated scare zones. But a lot of the smaller ones, they'll, like you said, have them walking around. But none of them are to the level of HHN. So, so yeah, I think I'm maybe just... we had become accustomed to traditional scare zones by this point, right? So we're right. used to like props and cool sets. And each of these years, they were severely lacking on props and sets due to the nature. Um, so maybe Especially that's 22. why. 22 just really didn't have much. Right? No, there was basically yeah. just fucking scare actors. The chair peers. Yeah. But, I mean, the original days, the earlier years, there was no props, really. Oh, no, there wasn't. And but I think at that point, you, you know, you don't have expectations think, for what it's going to be. Right. Yeah, I think it's more safety issues. Because right now, there's supervisors looking at the scare actor, making sure it's everything safe. Back right. in those days, I don't think they really cared. Oh, right. No. No, those uh, are the days that uh, characters could walk around without any character attendance, too. Oh, yeah. And they were walking around with, like, sharp objects sparking, sparking and stuff on the floor. Mm-hmm. Like, it was cool. Yeah. 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 yeah oh, no. I mean, it definitely, it, it, it does make sense that it's more of a safety thing now, too, that keep the scare actors contained in one location. They're easier to keep an eye on. Because mm-hmm. um, I think at this point, if you're, like, especially with how photogenic these characters are becoming and well, yeah. not, they're not photogenic but people want to take photos of them they are walking photo ops um mm-hmm. i mean if they're walking around the entire park you're gonna need like attendants to follow them around you know right yeah. and i think they want to avoid that probably also it's a lot easier to kind of keep the zones different and unique when it's completely split when there's hard cuts yeah, yeah. you get, so you get no your bleeding money. into each other you get your money's worth better with independent scare zones, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Mm-hmm. And then again, going back to the issue that they didn't really plus how many scare actors there were, so it just became very sparse between scares in the streets. True. I'll be honest, the only Legion that I remember from the Legion of Horror Day, day like year were like the tree. Trick or treat kids, just because they like stood out as like being such unique looking, um, like characters. Like all the other ones, like basically. Could we st- hold on? Stop there, because you you cut when you said what it was. He said trick or treaters. I mean, oh, okay, trick or treaters. I, I I was able to hear the whole thing. So, oh, I mean, did it, you? I it didn't cut, hear. It cut a slight bit, but I was. Able I didn't to hear, hear any thing. of it. Oh really? <laughs> okay. We can just cut heard, this. Are y'all are y'all just ready to go to the next one? Yeah. yeah, we can just move yeah. Okay, I'll just cut. We'll just, I'll just slice that part slice. off. Okay, cool. After he says trick or treaters. All right. Yeah. Uh, I'll count you in. Five, four, three, two, one. All right, let's move on to the next one. Duff, do you want to take the next one? Uh, yeah, why not? Um, so we're going to go to HHN 24 and to <laughs> a reality TV show as a scare zone. Ooh. Uh, that's Face Off in the Flesh. What? Um, yeah, so this was a scare zone based off the TV show Face Off. Um, and basically, they would take uh, uh, not scare actors, but they would take characters from the show um, and place them into the scare zone. Uh, this took place in Hollywood, and it was more like watching the show than an actual scare zone. Yeah, so I have a theory about not, this one. Not good. I have a theory about this one, and I have no nothing to really back it up. It's a lot of sense. So I believe that this is the first year that they realized that they don't actually have to buy IPs, that they can make money using IPs. So I believe that this was a year that Face Off paid them a bunch of money to be featured 
in HHN to advertise the television show. In my in my opinion, yeah, I could see that that sci-fi uh, that sci-fi really needed. Like, hey, we need to really pitch the show. Let's uh, use, yeah, sci-fi. Sci-fi is a universal channel. Yeah, right, yeah. right. So I feel like this this was one of those things. Like, hey, we really need to pitch this. They, um, universal, the park side of the park got a bunch of money from probably the television side of the park to use this, in my opinion, to fund this. I can oh, you're, you're absolutely right. Maybe, I mean, like it wasn't funded by parks. It was actually funded by sci-fi. Yes. And it was yeah. just like, hey, we need to do some, some, you know, cross promotion here. It's not one of those things where they like the creators really wanted to use this property. It was kind of forced upon them and money, uh, money exchanged hands in between the two lines of business. Mm-hmm. And at that time, Faith Off was a popular show. And they have created a lot of like get, um, masks or prosthetics that could be used in Horror Nights. I mean, a lot of the people from the show have worked for Horror Nights hmm. before. Right, so, right. Yeah, it's, it, it sounds like a more, slam dunk on paper. It does. And it was a great picture, like to take pictures of those faces in real life, all those prosthetics. So it was <laughs> like your beginning of your instagram era of right it was it was yeah it was definitely kind of like a like a instagram panoramic like selfie spot mm-hmm. did you enjoy the scare zone eric it was cool to see the prosthetics of the show in real life mm-hmm. however they did not look as good as the one from the show it looked like they were no. rushed but it was, you know, it was cool. And as you're looking at them, you were distracted, and that's when they would get you and scare you right there. So, mm. yeah, it was cool. I remember there being not enough like actual characters in the streets around these pop up stages, though. Um, in my opinion, I don't remember there being. I remember there being a few like so, like it's if like there was one like one or two. Yeah, like a creepy pirate, like was like like with uh was like one of the prosthetic uh characters, mm-hmm. and then they would have like other character pirates like in that area around his or her stage. I remember stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, it's just like one or two people, and that was it. Yeah, yeah, and that's I, I think that's kind of the problem with it for me is that it was more like you're looking at the product of this show rather than it actually being a scare zone. Yeah, yeah. scares felt- were so limited. It felt like to me it was like a an advertisement. The way I know a lot oh, of people yeah, said yeah. Zombieland double double tap was just a giant advertisement. This was the first year that I think we kind of saw that. You mean like we said Zombieland double tap was a huge advertisement? <laughs> yeah, we're not the we're not the only ones. No, we're not. We're not the only ones. We are not the only ones. I know. Yeah, we're not the only ones to say that. But that's because it clearly is just as I think Face Off clearly was. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yep, yep. All right, Mike, you want to go All to right. the next one? Sure, absolutely. So the next one, we're going to go back to, I hinted at it before, we're going to go back to HHN 14. Uh, this one is not necessarily its fault that it was weird. It was uh, was the one that 
um hurricane charlie um definitely really threw a wrench in the 2004 event it was supposed to be the they were supposed to have a fill the scream scare zone where it was actually like a corn maze that turned that it was like a, a chain link fence and corn all around it the chain link fence that ended up being used in rat run um it was basically destroyed and a lot of the corn was uh like ripped off of it so they had to salvage the corn as much as they could and then kind of come up with a brand new concept very uh quickly and unfortunately it was uh what they came up with was basically just kind of like a long windy walking path that kind of led you to the other side of the park and along it you just kind of saw some creepy stuff um it was it wasn't the best scare zone uh but they didn't have much to work with also no, yeah, it, it's not fully crazy, especially by the original concept. I think it's just, like you said, it's kind of unfortunate what they had to go with because it was right. so last minute. Right. Uh, the, yeah. the the weird part about it and what makes it unique is it's again, it's going to be one of the other than um, Fright Yard. It was the only other scare zone that was held in the back lot. Mm. Correct. I love how it says universal planted actual corn. Like, they, <laughs> no, like this they, is real ass corn, guys. No, they did. And that's what uh-huh. was destroyed at Hurricane Charlie's. All People. that corn that they, they grew in, they grew that, that, that's how big the Battlecaw area was. They actually were able to grow like giant, like things of corn in the back lot. Just yep. people walking by grabbing ears off. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Lunchtime. Yeah. It was cool to walk through this scare zone between the two parks because it still gave it like a creepy vibe because of mm. course corn reminds people of children of the corn right um and then uh-huh. the scare they i remember they had like scarecrows hanging so it still gave that creepy vibe but the interesting part still is that universal did not learn their lessons with corn from this year <laughs> and they <laughs> still brought we corn gotta keep using another that corn. year <laughs> It's okay because the, the the next time it became one of the best houses they've ever made. So, yeah. true, true. But I hope they learned their lesson. No more corn. Yeah, true. <laughs> All righty. Are we gonna one. get a pizza? Are we gonna get a pizza fry scare zone then? <laughs> <laughs> you never know. <laughs> it was not a Mexican street corn. Corn. Uh, <laughs> oh, that, that, that would be. <laughs> Was, oh, yeah. this is great. <laughs> All right. Last one, Duff. Do you want to bring us home? Yes, I do. And that's because I actually really fucking liked this zone. Um, <laughs> but the concept behind it was kind of crazy, but fantastic. Uh, so, again, let me do the description before we talk about it. Feet don't fail me now. <laughs> this Mardi Gras parade has gone severely off course, infected by the North American zombie infestation. The undead walk among us searching for their next meal. And of course, I'm talking about Zombie Gras from HHN 20. So, yes, they brought one of their events, Mardi Gras, into Halloween Horror Nights, and it worked so well. Um, So Zombie Gras basically played into the house it was next to in the disaster queue, uh, which was Zombie Geddon, and then that poured into the streets of San Francisco. Fun fact, this was actually the first year zone located in San Francisco. Uh, So basically, the story behind it is that Mardi Gras parade floats crashed into the power lines outside of the building of Zombie Geddon 
which is like a facility where the zombies are being held, knocking the power out and allowing them to exit from the house into the streets. Oh, I knew we um, should have put the parade route next to the zombies. <laughs> <laughs> so they actually did use uh, Mardi Gras parade floats as well as played some of the classic songs, such as Feet Don't Fail Me Now throughout the scare zone. And it was perfection. Man, I loved it. It was so good and so strange. I remember liking it too. It was my very first year. I remember being like, what is this? It was it was fun. <laughs> yeah, no, it was it was like one of those scare zones that's just a lot of fun. Yeah. Oh, I wish I would have gone to this. I'm surprised they haven't brought this one back. They could use the floats again. Oh, give me right? give me a zombie gras house, please. Yeah, I, I don't know we how you do that. It. We were te- I mean we got a we got a tribute store. That was very well received. That yeah, was that's true. So, yeah. Oh man. The zombie craw two electric boogaloo. <laughs> it, uh, so Nico, I, I just, think this would have been one of your favorite ever. No, this is still one of my favorites ever. I just <laughs> love the backstory of it. Oh no, the float's out of control. <laughs> oh shit! Did we just crash on the power lines next to the Zap facility? So oh, there's zombies in there. Did they have like static figures of annual pass holders underneath the floats? <laughs> Were they like beads just dripping in blood hanging from their hands? Did they recruit guests to like sit on the floats and like hand out throw beads? Still? <laughs> you just kind of look like you're like dying and lightly toss beads at people. Right. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. <laughs> The crazy part is people will do it. People oh, yeah. will actually yeah. do that. But they can only throw red and black beads. <laughs> throw me some beads, mister. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh man. That would have made it better. That was really There's people do sign up so you can go sit on the float all night. Throw beads. <laughs> Like you wouldn't do that. Oh, I absolutely would do that. I definitely will. All right, it's uh, oh, oh. we need to say time to head over to Universal. (laughs) All right, well, that is our top ten weirdest scare zones. let us know what you th- thought. If we forgot one, the one that you find really weird or uh, crazy or goofy, um, send us a voicemail and we'll put it on next week's show. Um, we don't know what next week's show is. Uh, we were really hoping for announcements by now. Obviously, we know they're not going to be really coming anymore, but um, we'll be fun to come up with another fun maybe list to go over next week. What do you think, though? Yeah, for sure. We should also mention that who, who called the voicemail, the number is 407-906-3405. Yes. You should already have it in your phone by now, but yes. I is. mean, hey, we, can, we, we can't judge. Maybe they didn't do it last already. <laughs> you should already have it. If you don't, you aren't a real fan. We don't want to hear from you. We just appreciate that you're listening at all. <laughs> doesn't matter unless you call us we're gatekeeping our own damn podcast <laughs> we don't need you <laughs> I'm kidding we need you please keep listening <laughs> alright well thanks so much for listening Eric thanks for so much for joining us um, my pleasure yeah we'll definitely have you on the sh- show again we love uh, talking to you 
Um, thanks so much for listening, guys, and we'll see you in the streets. <laughs>